Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com. I Work, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Every day on I Work For Him, my goal is to bring you a guest that will challenge both you and I to dig deeper into our faith in connecting what we learn on Sunday with what we do All week long, whether you've got a workplace where you get paid or a workplace where you don't get paid, I know as well as you know that the Lord wants to use us right where we're at. The question is, are we ready to do it intentionally? Is our church ready to do it intentionally? How do we get equipped to do all of this? That's the answer. That's the question we're going to answer on today's show. But before we get to our guest and the ministry that we're going to highlight today, just a couple of housekeeping things. I want to invite you to join the I Work For Him Nation. If you're listening to us today, maybe your first time, we're putting a challenge out there to invite you to start praying for your coworkers and employees by name each and every day. Look for ways to serve them. Look for ways to befriend them. Look for ways to pray with them when you notice they're just having a rough day. But all along, being a person of excellence. Please consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Go out to IWorkTheNumberForHim.com, IWorkForHim.com, and click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and read what it means to join the nation. We're just trying to impact the nation one workplace at a time through prayer and the movement of God in your heart as he transforms the way you think and changes it so that you no longer do what the world does on a daily basis. Our guest today, Sharon Bertram, from the ministry called Equip. You can find him online at ieequip.org. Sharon Bertram, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you, Jim. Well, I'm excited to be here. And I love and will be joining the I Work For Him Nation. <laughs> wow, that's fantastic. I love that. And tell other people about it. We're just trying to... I saw in my own life that the Lord, when I started praying for the people I worked for and the people I worked with and the people that worked for me, my heart started to transform. My heart started to look and feel differently because I started to see those people with God's eyes instead of my own eyes. And right. it, started, it, it, it was more about a transformation of my own heart, which then the Lord used in order to transform the hearts of the people that I worked with. Absolutely. And what you're saying is the heart of what Equip is all about. Our uh, buzzword, if you will, is transformation. And when you say transformation, what do you mean? Well, you know, it's good to it's good to have all this head knowledge, but unless you have heart knowledge and you put it into action and you actually allow the Lord to transform you, 
and allow the teachings to in to, to penetrate on a daily basis, um, and the word to penetrate on a daily basis, then you're not really transformed. I mean, you can talk about it all day long, but if you don't do it, it's no it's of no use. Yeah, that transformation process, a lot of people, I've got this thing up on my desk that talks about my plan, and it's me on a bike <laughs> riding a straight line, just barely uphill, just a little bit right. of inclined right to the flag, and then God's plan, which is like a mountain slope with tons of valleys, and sometimes there's water in the valleys, and sometimes there's bridges across the valleys, sometimes there's evil snakes in the valleys, but <laughs> that, that God... God's plan involves a lot of adversity in order to shape us from who we are to who he can use more effectively. And that's really what Equip is talking about doing. You know, just I got a Bible verse that kind of clarifies where we're going to go today, and I'll share that in a minute. But we're talking today with Sharon Burcham from the ministry called Equip. Their website is iequip.org. You might want to check it out while we're talking. Sharon, I, I, I told you I was going to ask you this question ahead of time so that you can be thinking about it. But how has the Lord, and I do this of every guest, don't just feel singled out. I, I always ask every guest to share how the Lord is working in their lives, because we are all inspired by people's testimonies. And it's not right. about, this is not the Jim Brangenberg show, this is I work for him. How has the Lord surprised you in 2016? Well, um, quite frankly, very surprised in 2016. Um, my husband and I have been married for 25 years, and discovered this year that he was an alcoholic and that infidelity was involved in our marriage and that he was just struggling on so many different levels. And my devastation led me to say, I'm done. I'm absolutely done. I, I can't do this anymore. And, um, and I do want to say my husband is a strong believer. It just, you know, the enemy set out to trap him, and he did. And the second trap was my saying, well, I'm done. And somewhere in the course of all of that happening and going, my husband being able to go to rehab, and more importantly, um, for us to really look at what we believe as a married couple, God has not only restored our marriage, but he is allowing us, hopefully, to influence other people that are going through things that are similar. It's not a new story. It's an old story, but nobody ever talks about it. And so what we've said is we're so grateful that God has allowed us to be in the healing process with this, that um, our big surprise is the capacity that we can have to love, to forgive, and to move on, and to do it scripturally. Even when we don't feel like it, we can do it because it's the right thing to do. I want to thank you for sharing that. I, I, I know that that wasn't easy, but there are, there are ladies listening right now. There are men listening right now that are right where you were at earlier this right. year when you found out that your husband yep. was an alcoholic and that there was infidelity involved. There are lots of people thinking, and most of them said exactly what you said. Right, right. Where yep. did you... Well, I think it's normal to say it. I mean, I really do, because you just think, I, I can't deal with this in my life anymore. Where did, but... you find this, where did you find the strength to say, to, to, to say, okay, I know I said I was done, but the Lord is telling me I need to be obedient. I need to give this marriage a chance. 
Well, definitely the Word of God, number one. Number two, I've got wonderful, you know, Christian friends who prayed, who prayed for me, who prayed for him, um, who prayed for the Holy Spirit. They didn't try to give me advice, by the way, because nobody can, nobody can do that. You know, you don't want people to say, this is what you should do, because they can't tell you what to do. They haven't walked in your shoes. But the Holy Spirit did speak and just allowed me to be calm. And one of the things that I've learned is God does not waste a hurt. And because of that, there's something that the enemy planned for evil that is going to be used for good. And there is no doubt in my mind. I'm blessed to work for a Christian organization. I mean, that that goes without saying. But even if I didn't, I had Christians in my life that were lifting me and lifting my husband. And uh, so it's not just our story of triumph. It's theirs as well. Well, and and it's the just an example again of how our heavenly Father is so cares about the intimate details of our lives, and as Absolutely. you said, he, he never wastes adversity. Always, always no. has a plan for adversity and how he can use it for his glory. That's right. But but honestly, you know, too many times we hear your story. And we hear the other outcome, a broken right. marriage, a destroyed yep. marriage, destroyed lives, destroyed kids, right. you know, the after yep. effects, you know, the, the, the snowball. You need to write a book. You, need well, to, you, you do. You are the fourth person today. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, then suggested. maybe, maybe God is telling you something. You know, I'm maybe, thinking. Maybe he is. I'm I, just I, saying. I really don't. I, I agree. I do agree because it's been a, it really has been an incredible journey. And certainly we're not through it all yet. I mean, right. there's always going to be things. But we have learned so much about God's grace and his mercy and just what he does for us, not on a daily basis, it's a minute-by-minute basis. And, but in writing that story, you'll be able to tell people that there's hope. That there, right. that, that there just is because, hope. because there's so much sin in a marriage, it doesn't mean that you have to give up. That, that Jesus came to restore all things, and your That's marriage right. was one of those. John fifteen sixteen says, you didn't choose me, I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. Sharon Bertram with Equip. Tell us, what is Equip all about? Oh, my gosh. It's so amazing. But I'm a little prejudiced, probably. Um, Equip is the nonprofit (laughs) um, company of John C. Maxwell. And so I'm sure a lot of your listeners are are familiar with John and what he does and how he does it. He is the foremost leading authority on leadership. But Equip is our nonprofit division. And so um, 20 years ago, about 20 years ago, John and his, his brother Larry decided to start an organization that would train leaders for um, all over the world. And so they started doing just that. And in 2016, Equip celebrated that in 16 years, we had 400 trainers who went over 45 million miles invested $50 million of their own money, and in doing so under the Equip umbrella, over 6 million leaders were trained in 196 nations. The impact has been absolutely incredible. And what kind of training were they getting, Sharon? Leadership training that will always point back to the gospel. You know, John says that... um, All of his leadership material comes from the Bible. But, you know, when you go into a lot of secular companies, they don't want to hear that. (laughs) But it's true. And he tells them, where did you get this stuff? The Bible. 
Um, and I mean, he's perfected it, of course, and is, you know, traveling all over the world to make a difference. Um, not only now, it started in churches and then with organizations, but now we're actually going in and working to transform entire countries. We're uh, deeply rooted now with Guatemala and Paraguay. So it's exciting to see what's going what's going on on the international front with Equip, but we also have a domestic front. That's good because maybe you could help transform our country. That's really yeah. cool. I, I want to I want to just say this. Okay, so you you said something staggering to me just a few minutes ago, and this is an aside, but it's going to be funny. So, John, you said has a brother named Larry. Right. I, that is, I feel so bad for Larry. Nobody knows about Larry Maxwell. Everybody knows about John. Everybody knows about John Maxwell. But, Nobody but knows about Larry you, Maxwell. Larry likes it like that. Larry is so happy being John's big brother. He is his biggest fan and just a, really a lovely man. John and Larry are really, really close. We just had an event um, out in California, in fact, where we honored Larry. Because when Equip first started, I mean, nobody knew anything about it or how to get money to it or if they should give to it. And, I mean, Larry, Larry worked hard and made sure that the funding was there for this nonprofit when there was no funding. So he's fine being on the sidelines. I think he kind of likes it. Let's John have all the notoriety. Well, and, and John Maxwell does have notoriety, and everybody knows that he's a leadership guru. I mean, ac- across all levels of our economy and society and culture, exactly. everybody knows yep. the name John Maxwell. So, But you work for John Maxwell. How, right. and, and so everybody goes, okay, fine. These are all the things John Maxwell's written, and you know, he's re- I, I don't even know how many books that I've read of John's, but I know he's got about a hundred. <laughs> yeah, I've only read probably ten of them, but uh-huh. okay. But he's a leadership guru, as you said. So, how does his leadership impact the organization that you work within? Well, you know, one of the things, um, and I have been in and out of John's world for. Gosh, about the last 18 years. I started when he first moved to Atlanta in uh, 1998. And so I have watched different things happen and go back and forth. And, and I'm very cognizant of exactly the question you just asked because, you know, he writes the book. So, you know, you walk the walk, do you do the talk type? Um, and we don't see – John is not in the office every day. He has, you know, four different offices four different organizations and his office I think is is an airplane more than anything going to and from so many different places all over the world but because we do work for him and we're we're all proud to be Maxwell people um it becomes a lifestyling a lifestyle of modeling the right attitude and the mindset you know um Ultimately, Jim, and you know, you know this really well, we represent the Father more than we represent John Maxwell. And as such, I believe that God sees and hears from us way more than John will. Um, One of the lessons that I have learned early on from John is to be other-focused, to look for the best outcomes with people. my personal goal is that when people leave me, whether it's a waitress in a restaurant or a store clerk or a coworker, it doesn't matter. You know, I want them to leave me feeling better than when they first met me, regardless of, of who they are or what they do, so that you have the opportunity to influence someone to, to be better, to do good. Um, right, so so, it's, it's about so, John's teaching, but it's really more about applying it to your life. All right, so 
that's why I want to dig into equip and what equip is really doing. I, I read this quote. What are we going to do for the people who will never come to the church? Yeah. John Maxwell says, and, and there's a desperate need there. Our society uh, in Tampa Bay, you know, you live in Atlanta. It's near Atlanta, right? Isn't it where you're right, at? Right. We're in okay. the suburbs. Right. So there's tons and tons of huge mongous churches and people are going to church and I don't know what the percentage is, but in Tampa, it's one of the most unchurched areas of the country. Really? And, okay. and so we've got to find a way to reach those people right. who will never darken the doorsteps of the church. So yep. how does Equip answer that question? What are we going to do for well, the people who will never come to church? Absolutely. This is exactly why John created the salt and light material. Um, the Bible tells us, you know, that we're supposed to be salt and light. Well, I believe that 99% of our churches, I mean, I think most people have the innate ability to say, well, you know, I'm going to be salt and light. I'm going to be good today. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to make it shine the light in somebody's, uh, you know, on somebody's life. I'm going to make a difference. But I think what's really hard is that there's a segment of our society that maybe you want to call them jaded. I don't know. Or maybe people that have just never had any interest in finding out what the church is all about. A lot of them had bad experiences when they were young. Mm -hmm. John has found out through his involvement with secular organizations that many of these people, when it's just presented to them, when salt and light becomes a relationship model, that it they're, they're a little bit interested in finding out, well, who is this God that you serve? So what he did, and this is just the basic principle, he took, he took some basic principles, and he said, we're going to create what they call roundtables. And a roundtable format is six to eight people. They're going to meet once a week for an hour for six weeks, and they're going to learn these leadership lessons taught by John via video. The video lasts for maybe 10 to 12 minutes, the facilitator of the roundtable then leads a discussion on what they just heard John talk about. So for six weeks with six to eight people, you begin to break down some of those barriers. You begin to learn when somebody says the first lesson is on attitude, somebody goes, well, boy, I've had a bad attitude. Let me tell you what happened. This happened to my child in school or I yelled at my husband, whatever it is. We've all been there. But yes. it breaks down to where in pretty soon that other people are saying yes. And John tells you there's a few things you can do to combat this. And people begin to look <clears throat> Excuse me, at Christians realizing we don't all, we all don't walk around holier than thou. We don't no, all have the answers. That's right. We're that's real right. people. We have real problems. We deal with real bad moods. We deal with good moods. So in this roundtable situation, you become friends with these people. The last video is on intentionality. And John tells them at the end of the video, if you would like to take a break, go ahead and do so. But if you'd like to know why I am successful and what I believe my secret to success is, I invite you to come back and hear the next to last video, and it's on faith. Hmm. I want to just we'll take, a break I, I want to take, take a break. Let people know who we're talking to. We're talking with Sharon Bircham. She's from the organization called Equip, which is a, a sub-organization, a partner organization with John Maxwell. And they're, they're working with churches to really help 
them be intentional in their evangelism efforts to the community through roundtable discussion groups, not your standard knock-on-the-door kind of idea. You can find out more about them online at ieequip.org. That's ieequip.org. It's just always great people for people to know, Sharon, who's talking. So with, people might be tuning Absolutely. in mid-break, and I want to make sure what, what's going on. So I apologize for interrupting, but that's why I was no, doing it. No, it's fine. So, so they're sitting in this roundtable discussion group. They've gone through lots of segments, and then John says, hey, if you want to find out the secret to my success, the sauce, the secret sauce, yep. look, listen to the second to last video. Right. And so they listen to this video, and again, and it, it's, uh, it paints the pictures of God. People have usually the wrong picture of God. You know, oh, I'm so bad. God could never forgive me. Or, well, I've never believed, so I'm not going to. So he goes through that, and then he just invites them, if they would like to know more about the God that he serves, to speak to their facilitator at the roundtable. That, it is not rocket science, Jim. It is so easy. And what we're finding right now, we're doing this in the States. We're doing it internationally as well. But right now, we have seen to date 7,500 people that have participated in roundtables. We're seeing over 1,200 churches that are involved, and we've seen about... 2,500 come to the Lord. Hmm. Wow. That's, that's a pretty good ratio. And you think of the impact you're making on the community because you're starting to get people in a conversation, a healthy right. conversation about faith, and, and it gives them a chance to really explore faith in a non-threatening environment. Well, exactly. And, and the one thing that we're very, very excited about is, for example, I have a church um, up in North Carolina who's doing this. They started off with eight roundtables. He put two people, a facilitator and one guest um, from the church at every table. And then the rest they invited for people to come and participate. They saw people not only come to the Lord, but they saw real conversation, and they're seeing people come to visit their church. Mm, Fantastic. We're talking today with Sharon Burcham. She's from Equip, and they're talking about helping churches be way more intentional in bringing the gospel to their community. And Sharon, I think for the people just tuning in right now, we got a lot of people Uh that join us right after the bottom of the half hour. Talk about the mission of Equip, and then I want to go through those steps that you guys okay. take a church through to, in this process. But what, what is Equip all about? And people can find it online at ieequip.org. Well, Equip has several different tracks. One is domestic, which is the salt and light and presenting it to uh, for churches to use within their communities. And the other one is salt and light internationally, where we're taking associate trainers and they're going all over the world to teach salt and light. We'll be launching um, twenty about 20 countries that will have trainers in them before the summer of 2017. They'll be geared up to go um, in the early early and mid spring. So have it's listeners. very. We have listeners mm-hmm. from all over the world. So let's okay. make sure that, that we give that information out. How if they're if, if they're listening to this podcast, most of them are downloading it on iTunes. You know, sometime in the next month or two. Okay. How how can they get more information on on Salt and Light International? 
they can just go to the website. They fill out a very simple form, and it comes actually, in fact, it comes to me. And I will make sure that they get the information and we'll walk them through the process. Everybody's at different stages, you know. They might be from a country where we don't have the translations ready yet, or they might be willing to go to another country. Um, it just depends. So we take each one and make sure that it's compatible with what we're doing and what they, what they want to do. Okay, so that website is iequip.org, correct? Yes. IEquip.org. Yes. Just go online, and we'll have that link out on our Facebook page. Go out to I Work For Him on Facebook, and that link will be out there, along with the link to today's uh, broadcast. So, Sharon, let's talk about the steps that you take a church through. And, and okay. obviously, the, the church has to be willing and saying, hey, we want to make an impact on our community, but we don't know how to reach those people who will never come to church. Right, and that's what this, you know, the content of Salt and Light is designed for the pastor not to have one more thing to do. If you're a pastor and you're listening, you know you have a lot to do. Yes, and sure. you're saying, ah, oh, don't put anything else on my plate. This is not meant for the pastor to do. This is meant for the lay people of the church and the associate pastors, if they want to, to get involved and to help. By going out, let's say, Jim, you wanted to do one. You would go to your church and say, I would like to, to participate in this and take one or two people from the church to be a part of the roundtable, and the rest you want to be the people that you work with, the people that you're in relationship with, could be people in your community, and that's who you're going to do your roundtable um, six weeks with, those people. Pastor doesn't even have to get involved. The reason we want a church to be involved, so to speak, is so that when you have that occasion that somebody says, I do want to know the Lord, I, I, I've been searching, I've been seeking, you want to have a place for them to be able to come and be discipled, and you want to feel good about it, because logically, the, the first place that they're going to want to go to is wherever you are, because you're in relationship with them right, at that round right. table. So, so it the, becomes, you know, much easier. So the... The, and really, we've got a lot of people that are listening today that come from all different kinds of churches and all different kinds of denominations from all over the world. They're going, okay, but I'm wanting to know, how do I plug this into my workplace? What do I do to involve the people in my workplace? And you just described that, but I want to make sure people really hear that. So the church is the catalyst for this, but it's training those people to then go out and right. take advantage of the relationships that they already have. Exactly. The best example I can give you, um, and this is my favorite story since we have launched Salt and Light. I have a church out west who um, they were going to to meet their facilitators to do Salt and Light. They were going to have a training, and as as it happened that morning that the church was going to do the training for these people to go and lead roundtables, only one past only one person showed up. And so the pastor was very discouraged, and he said, I'm going to reschedule it. But the person who came said, oh, no, you're not. No, I came, I'm here, you train me. It's only going to be two or three hours. So the pastor did give him the information, and he trained him. The next week, this individual went out. He happened to be an oncologist with a thriving practice, and he took eight people in his office to do roundtables. Now they're trying to figure out how to do roundtables in all the hospitals in the area. That was one person. So sometimes people think, well, we can't launch something unless we have 50 people involved. 
I'd rather have one excited person who has a get-it-done attitude than someone that wants to just play with it and have 20 going at one time. Now, does the pastor have to do the teaching in order to get the people ready to bring the salt and light to their community, or or is it just somebody within the church organization has to be trained? I think it's somebody who has a passion to do it. I think the pastor needs to know that this is being going on in well, his of own course, church, of course. of course. But I don't think the pastor has to do it. Um, in fact, in most of the of the churches that, that we have talked to, the pastor knows about it, is excited about it, but they're not the ones doing it. If a business person who doesn't know the Lord, Jim, if he comes to something and the pastor's teaching it, right away there is a... Uh, there, there's a wall that's built. Sure, absolutely. Bec- it, I no, mean, religious I people it, freak people out. Is, yeah, that's what it exactly. is. Exactly. But if it's the guy who owns the Firestone store or, you know, works at the local Barnes & Noble or whatever, it's a totally different mindset. There's more of a relaxing. I actually ask pastors not to be the one to facilitate it, that I think it'd be better if they weren't even there. <laughs> because I, I feel like we do a better job. Equip is doing this so that the church has, has a resource to get people into relationship that would otherwise they'd never have a relationship with. Uh, now, the- keep in mind, when, when John says, you know, if you want to come back and hear, um, there's always going to be some people who say, no, I, I don't care about it, and leave. We've seen that. But we also know that sometimes they're coming back and visiting that church. Or they call and ask, could we go through that roundtable thing again? We want to bring somebody else. So even though it might not result in a salvation that week, there, there are seeds that are being planted. And that's, well, and that's the really the, light's that's, all about. That's the beauty of the Salt and Light program. We're talking today with Sharon Bircham from iEquip.org, iEquip.org. Talk about transformational ideas. This is one of the ideas that the 21st century needs to have. We need to reach out into the community because people are not going to darken the doorsteps of our church. But if your church is passionate about evangelism and is looking for a creative way to bring people to get the congregation involved in bringing their faith outside of the walls of the church this program the salt and light program by equip is something you need to study iequip.org that's iequip.org all right so you've talked about you know that that it's got to be a pastor that's already really bought into the hey i really want to reach my community and then you talk about how you're that you start to see transformation in it and you start to see people come to Christ. When you send out these trained facilitators into the community and their marketplace, whatever that bit, that workplace may be, you're adding value to these non-believers. What? You know, Absolutely. What, give me an example of, of what's going on out there in people's workplaces. Well, the people who have done the roundtables, you mean? Sure, or yeah. just in general? Well, and I they've mean, invited people maybe from their workplaces or from their neighborhoods or, or what? Right. You know, it was really funny. About a year ago, we decided here at Equip that we were going to do the roundtables just as if we, you know, we were a small group ourselves doing it. And we all know each other well. I mean, we, we pray together. We're friendly with our families. All know each other. We discovered in this roundtable that there was transformation that happened with each of us because nobody is perfect. Imagine that. And so we learned when somebody said, well, you know, this happened last night and I didn't do this right and I didn't handle this right. 
transformation happens whether it's in a uh, a church, a family, a community, a country, right? We all need to be transformed with that relationship of Christ to to walk it out. So what we hope to see that as people become real with one another, they will stop and help one another, that they will be more cognizant of that person, not be so quick to judge, not be so quick to make a decision that they're this or they're that, but right. more willing to be more Christ-like. I mean, that's what transformation is all about. Well, and you mentioned a little earlier that 1,200 churches have already started using the EQIP program and that 7,500 people have already been involved in these roundtable discussion groups and that 2,500 people have already come to making a decision to, right. to be a Christ follower. Talk to me about let's what, what are some of the specific things that are talked about in this EQIP program? What are some of the things that are talked about? Well, the first, the first six lessons, what those six, first six lessons do— it's basic leadership. It's attitude. It's um, relationships. It's the things that, I mean, Christ doesn't even enter it. It's basic common decency, common sense, how we live our lives. It is not until the last lesson that John approaches the faith piece. So, so you have five it, weeks. You have five weeks where they're coming in and they're learning about leadership, and it's the sixth week where he introduces right? his faith. Now, if somebody is out there, Jim, and they're listening, and they say, "Well, it's bait and switch," it is not bait and switch. I mean, they could look ahead and go, "Oh, well, there's going to be a lesson on faith." And if you know John, then you or heard of him. I mean, he's always giving credit to God for what he has learned and what he's accomplished. John's been doing exactly what we're doing via video. He's been doing it live for three years. And we have seen literally tens of thousands come to the Lord. Now, Sharon, there are people listening. They're going, wait a minute, my church, that's not what they do. In fact, I've been told by pastors, yeah, evangelism, that's just not something we do, which is amazing. <laughs> and when they say uh, that yeah. to you, you're like, oh, my goodness. Okay, but, yeah. <laughs> but that, that, how can I... As a guy who works in a workplace, or there's ladies listening that work in a workplace, and we're saying workplace because it's not always a business. It could be a, a hospital. It could be a teacher. It could be, sure. it could be anywhere. They could be stay-at-home moms, and they're thinking about their community. How can I get the training? My church isn't really interested. How can I get the training so that I can start one of these groups and start and start multiplying this effort? We do it all online, okay. and then I we have a, a church engagement team, but we walk you through whatever questions you have. I mean, this is um, this is so easy. What I love is as Christians, we're all um, uh, most of us, I'm sure, are involved in some kind of a small group through our church. Well, being small group leaders. I know, boy, you know, you take a lot of time. You prepare that lesson. You're ready for it. You know, three or four hours of study. This with roundtables, it's nothing like that. With a roundtable, what you need is an open attitude and the ability to be nice to people. You don't have to study a lot. John does all the hard work. You are, you're the facilitator. You're bringing them all together. But you're not going to have to do a whole lot of work. So the training is very basic. And it, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, once you sign up for it, you have access to facilitator training online, as well as access to those of us, you know, that are here to help answer any questions you might have. Sharon, is there a cost? If somebody wants to become trained to be a roundtable discussion leader for Salt and Light, do they have to pay anything? 
Oh, my gosh, I'm so glad you asked that question. No. There is no cost to any of this resource. John, it's John's gift and equips gift to the church. This is so phenomenal. You're not having to pay for anything. It's all free. Free is a really big word because a lot of people out there are going, yeah, I don't really have any money to do this, but boy, I'd love to right. be able to learn how to share my faith. And this has given people an opportunity to deepen Absolutely. their relationships with their coworkers and employees, their exactly. neighbors and friends. Right. And, and let John do the intro work and then for them to do the follow-up work. So you say it's a six-week roundtable discussion group. So there's not week seven through 12 then. Not yet, but one of the things that's really interesting, most of the times in church, when we do something, you know, we check it off. It's a project that's done. You know, the children's Christmas musical, um, the Royal Rangers um, event, the bake-off, whatever it is, it's one and done. With roundtables, this is an ongoing forever. You, you, you multiply. So you might have 50 people who do roundtables, and maybe half of them are going to want to take this material and start their own roundtable. It's a multiplier, which is so exciting, and that's what we're seeing happen. Well, and that's really what Jesus said he wanted us to do. He wanted Amen. us to multiply. And, and right. people are looking for those tools, and, and honestly, there are lots of great churches out there doing a lot of great discipleship. But honestly, there are. Ch- churches are struggling. Most churches are struggling in this area. And so this is a great tool to help with that. It's fair, it sounds very simple, and it's, and, and it's made so that anybody can do it. And it's going to impact the life of, it's going to impact the life of the leader and those people that are attending. Exactly. It has to. Yeah, we're, I mean, like I said, we're seeing incredible results. And internationally, um, of course, you know, internationally, it's just different because they're so hungry. So when we go into a country to do this, it's not uncommon to have, you know, three or 4,000 people show up. What I loved about the website on iequip.org, Sharon, what I loved was that if I sign on and I say I'm not a pastor, it gives me in my tools a letter to send my pastor to introduce him to the idea of salt and light. So you you don't even have to write the letter to introduce your pastor. It's already there. All you got to do is put your name in it and finish it. Exactly. Well, we thought that would be easy for people. You know, sometimes we think, oh, yeah, I'll talk to Pastor, but I don't get around to it. So this way you can just send it to him. And well, a lot of people are intimidated. A lot of people are intimidated True. about talking to their pastor. Like, well, what do I know about discipleship? <laughs> I mean, they're like, exactly. Yeah, he's, he's the pastor. He's, it, it, you know, it's amazing. Sharon, I want to thank you for coming on I Work For Him, letting everybody know about Equip and, and this incredible tool. I, I'm so excited about it. I'm going to stay in touch because there's next time what I want to do when I bring you back is I want to bring back some people who have been in their workplace who said, I want to do this, and they grabbed it, they did it, and they started to see an impact. Next time I'm going to bring some Great. guys this, okay? Love it. All right. Sharon Burcham with Equip, found online at iequip.org. Thanks for being on I Work For Him today. Thank you. Appreciate it so much. God bless you. Bye-bye. All right. As we come to the end of another I Work For Him show, just wanted to take some time just to challenge you. Go out to iequip.org and really seek, what Lord, what are you saying to me? How do I do this? It, every time you want to do something like this, this bold move for the gospel, it takes it takes guts because the enemy is throwing all these doubts in your mind about ah you can't do that you'll just fail nobody will come the the enemy really doesn't want you to do this he's going to throw as many roadblocks in your way as possible but we need to remember 
the enemy takes the battle for the souls of our coworkers and employees very seriously. He does everything he can to trap them and keep them from hearing the truth about the incredible love of our Heavenly Father. He doesn't want them to know that there's unconditional love out there, that there's unconditional forgiveness out there, that, that you just need to put your trust in what Jesus did on the cross for the payment of your sins and and make him Lord. That, that He doesn't want people to know that. And so he doesn't want you to really pay attention to gifts like iequip.org. Go out there and check it out. Get involved as a roundtable discussion leader. Even if your church doesn't want to get involved, you should get involved. And while you're out on the web, check out iWorkForHim.com and join the iWorkForHim Nation. iWorkForHim.com. Click on the iWorkForHim Nation flag. Make that commitment to start praying for your coworkers and employees by name each and every day. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. My workplace, it's my mission field. And I work for him.